0: It's
1: in to Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Bella. Onside, 1-0! Blue foul shot! Oh my word!
0: It He ran around a bit like Bambi on ice. It very, very embarrassing to watch. And now, your host, your host Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans, and available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show. No matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope you enjoy it. And there's really no reason not to be enjoying yourself right now, especially if you are a Saints fan. Because if you're a West Brom fan. Uh, you're probably not enjoying life all that much, um, but uh, that's not why we're here. We are here to talk about saints. We're here to talk about saints this week with Steve Forbes, who you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at Forbesy Presents, um, who had to stop talking to Dean Hammond and Kenzie Benali and Joe Prince Wright and come talk to me. Um, so this is the actually the, the the second most listened to Saints podcast that he's been on this week. Um, but you know it, it is what it is, and I appreciate his time. And thank him for coming on the show as usual. It's always a pleasure to talk to Steve. So uh, we'll get to that conversation in just a moment. But um, what we don't talk about, we recorded this uh, just after the the final whistle was over. Uh, And I mean, the final whistle, meaning the Saints podcast uh, that the club is putting out that Steve is a part of, not the final whistle to the game. um, But you understand how this works. And uh, if you want to listen to that podcast, the links are in the show notes. I, I encourage you to check it out. But we didn't talk about the transfer window all that much because the transfer window is still going on. And obviously Saints had uh, quite a busy day. Um, Theo Walcott is in. That, that has happened. The transfer window is shut now for about an hour as I sit down to record this. And um, we won't go into it here. Uh, I may put out an episode for patrons uh, a little bit later on that, but we'll, we'll leave that there and we'll give that time to, to settle in and we can reflect on the the transfer business that Saints have done over the, over the summer. Um, but I do think it's important to note that Salisu, KWP have come in. Uh, Diallo has come in, and uh, you know now Walcott is here. So uh, we'll have to think about that, uh, figure out exactly how we feel about uh, some of the other business, the the outgoings, um, people off the books, people out on loan, things like that. And uh, you know I, I think we are moving forward, and that should be encouraging. So uh, I hope that you are doing well. Uh, the only negative thing in my life is my COVID test results, so I'm happy about that. And uh, I hope you're having a great day. Let's get to the conversation with Steve Forbes. Once again, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Forbesy presents, uh, and the links to the final whistle podcast that the team is putting out. The club is putting out is, uh, are down below. So you can follow, uh, all of that if you are interested. And if not, you know, just thanks for being here. And, uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. I'd like to welcome back to the Southampton delivery podcast, Steve Forbes. You can find him on Instagram and on Twitter at Forbesy presents. Uh, you can hear his voice uh, presenting for Saints uh, most match days. I would say each match day. I don't know how often. It, actually, I do know how often it is. It's all of them. But um, and then uh, you can also hear you on uh, on the radio each morning around the South Coast. So, uh, Steve, welcome back to the show, and thanks for joining me. Uh, at least we have a a win to talk about. But you're fresh off of uh off of your Saints work.
1: Yeah, indeed. Thanks very much for having me back, Matt. Really, really good to be back on the podcast. And and yeah, I'm literally back in that in the door about. 20 minutes after getting back from uh, Staplewood from filming Saints Live uh, for the match today against West Brom.
0: All right. So you guys are not working at the stadium then? You're working
1: away? or you're, you're, you're even off-site for, for the home matches? Exactly. Yeah. So um, to do with like the COVID restrictions now, uh, when Saints play at St. Mary's, we have to be at Staplewood. And then when they play away, we can then get into St. Mary's to film. Um, they, I think it's to do with a limited amount of people that can be in and around the squad at any point um and yeah just kind of like safety measures put in place for that it wasn't it wasn't great today because it's the weather here is shocking at the moment and uh we have to wait for the, the squad to leave the training uh campus to go to the stadium so we were kind of stood outside by the security hut for about 20 minutes waiting for all the players to like leave and just standing in the rain it was it was awful but um the show went really well and i'm glad you know they took that little bit extra time at Staplewood and they got the win today. So happy days all around.
0: Yeah. yeah, Well, and, and I guess that's good because it separates you from Sammy, right? Cause we, we discussed last
1: time. Yeah. Yeah. I've not seen that dog uh, since March. So, you know, it's it's fine by me. So so the world's,
0: the world's actually treating you. Okay. Given, given everything else that's going on. Exactly. Yeah. Me and Sammy have been
1: separated for that period of time, but I'm sure at some point, I don't know when, might not be in the near future, but at some point in the future, our paths will cross again. I'm sure it'll give me a lot of stick pitch side. That's all right. And so, so I I guess how has your, your role changed
0: then? Because last time we spoke was in early June, uh, or that's when the episode was released. We might've spoken uh, right at the end of, of May. But, um, you know you saints have had a little bit of a shift in terms of what what you're doing uh, on match day because normally you would be presenting with Tom kind of at halftime and and all throughout the day and you'd be live before the before the game uh, can you kind of kind of just tell us for anybody who's maybe not tuned in and not watching each match day kind of what you what you what you and the rest of the saints staff are doing in terms of of presenting for for saints uh, leading up to matches
1: yeah of course i mean it's been a massive change um with the with how we do things on match days uh with the saints the coronavirus pandemics had had such a big impact on our on our jobs um as you mentioned i used to present pitch side with tom unfortunately tom is is not doing anything with the club right now because there's no there's no stadium work because there's no fans in um here in the uk so um that everything's everything kind of has switched from being face to face in front of people to being Online, So I think when we spoke before, I said that there was going to be, we were going to shoot a pilot for, for what we now do, um, which is Saints Live. Um, that pilot couldn't take place because of the pandemic. So so early on when they when they um, paused the Premier League for a bit, um, that's now what we do. Um, that's just been put into place. So um, our kind of contribution to match day and kind of giving the fans something to, to tune into and, uh, and get involved with, is Saints Live. So it's hosted by myself and, and Kenzie Benali. Um, we do now every single uh, Premier League game. So 38 games of the season we're going to be on. Uh, we do a pre-match show, which is about an hour before before the game to kind of give you an insight into the team news when that gets released, um, any kind of big talking points from the week before, um, big decisions that Ralph's made, um, looking at the, the actual game and, and how, how the, the team may, may line up or play. And then we kind of have little bits in there as well. Like we'll have like a, a fantasy five side team made up of players, uh, that maybe have played for both saints and then the opposition from that week as well. And um, so we do that and then we'll, we'll watch the game on the telly now, cause we can't be in the stadium to watch it. Um, and, uh. And then we'll do the final whistle, which is a kind of a roundup of of the match, any kind of key talking points, etc. And then looking ahead to the next game, and we do that. Kenzie and myself will do that um, in a studio setting, and we will then have guests um, dial in via the internet via via Zoom. And we've had Adam Leach, who is the chief sports writer or the chief Saints writer for the Southern Daily Echo, and then uh, Dean Hammond, who um, former captain uh, of Southampton as well. Um, but we've had other, other little guests and stuff on. So that's kind of our product right now that we're, that we're doing on match days. And it, I have to say, it's going really well. I think it's something that um, has been well thought through. Um, it provides a lot of engagement. People can't often get out. And it was, it was the big thing when the restart happened um, between, I think, when was it? was it? July to August or June to July? Whenever the restart was. Right. So when, when the Premier League uh, got the, those last nine games out of the way. Um, we we did it as almost like a trial then, it worked really well, and so that's now just what we're going to be doing for this season. If the UK government decides to eventually let fans back into the stadiums, albeit probably in a smaller capacity, I'm sure we will start doing a little bit pitch side before the game again but at this moment in time yeah it's purely an online broadcast
0: yeah yeah so uh, we we spoke last time there was there were no matches going on it wasn't like that mm. when we scheduled it but that's kind of how it wound up and then late june everything kind of kicked off and and you kind of started down this path um so so i guess how has that changed your your preparation and your match day routine kind of heading into to to work now has it changed a lot in terms of the i mean an hour long show when there's no you know watch the guys run around the pitch or try the dizzy penalties you know that's that there's a long build up there or so 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 how has that changed for you or or has it at all
1: yeah it's changed it's changed a little bit there's no kind of uh round table meeting before the uh before the game um that kind of like all the all the old run throughs we used to have to do testing out the audio pitch side um, getting Tom to focus on his lines and running through them. Uh, so there's there's none of that anymore. Um, but it's a much smaller production. There's there's less people involved. It's just myself, Kenzie, um, Callum, who works in the audiovisual team, and and Tom Cole, who's the, the audiovisual manager. Um, it's just it's just us four that kind of work in that. And then there's there's other people around who all kind of help with um, putting it live on on social media and getting comments in and stuff like that. But in terms of my direct colleagues, those are the, just the the three other people that I work with now. Um, So the kind of way it works is we'll we'll have a little kind of brief, we'll go through the running order. Tom, to be fair, does a huge amount of legwork and pretty much gives us what we're doing um, with, here's the points we're going to talk about, questions that are in place, even who they're directed to. I would say my job is very easy now. Um, I'm not moaning about that whatsoever um but yeah it's it's good to kind of have to have that there's a lot of prep that goes into it um the i personally think that the um the product's great that we it's it's like watching kind of like a saint's version of of, uh soccer saturday or match of the day or something like that um it's obviously very geared towards just what's happening with with saints but um it also allows fans from around the world to get involved, which you couldn't have done on a match day before, unless you were obviously a ticket holder or come along for the game. Um, I definitely feel that this provides something for, for everyone. Yeah,
0: yeah. For a second there, I thought you were going to say Soccer AM, and I was like, don't don't say that, because then I'm going to have to ask, who's who's your Max Rushton? And then nobody's going to like that. Um, <laughs> I, anyway. I don't mind Max Rushton. I think he's all right. I, I Personally, I, I'm a fan. Um, every time I say that, people say don't say that. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those. I don't know. I, I like the guy a lot, um, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like you and, and the people of Saints have made the best of kind of, uh, you know, the situation that that is and you found a way to still keep people involved. You found a way to um, probably, like you said, encourage more people from around the world. I'll be honest. I didn't get up and watch this morning because it was a 4 a.m. kickoff already. I was not going to get up at 245 to uh, for the I don't blame show. you. I don't blame you. I found out the lineup when they were already on the pitch. So like, you know, I just started writing names down. So I, I think, uh, you know, I think you guys are doing a great job. And I think the after show uh, is coming out as a, as a podcast. Is that also happening?
1: Correct. Yeah. So we've got the final whistle, which is our, our post-match show. And we've got the final whistle podcast, uh, which is kind of the best bits from, from that uh, with a couple of little bits added in. of some commentary from, from BBC radio Solent in there as well uh, from the game. And um, some of Ralph, Arsen Hootel's comments as well from um, the press conferences too, uh, and then yeah, that's rounded off in in a in a little I think about thirty minute podcast, um, which is downloadable the following day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, people can get the links.
0: I'll put the links in the show notes if people aren't already listening. Um, although uh, this will this will inevitably prompt some Twitter conversation about another Saints podcast, and we'll say yes, but this one is good and then we will imply that all the rest of them are not, and that's how we'll do it. Um, yeah, Because that exactly. just seems to be what it is. I think it's well,
1: this Your one's great, Matt. Your one's great. This is, this is the official Southampton one, though. So we, obviously I would encourage people to listen to both. <laughs> listen to both. This, yeah, all, this all. one's very imp- impartial, I would say, and then we've obviously got the very, very heavily pro- official Southampton. Absolutely. Podcast. Absolutely.
0: Uh, I always say like, you know, if people sometimes message and they say they don't like the show and I say, that's great. Here are a list of other shows you can go listen to. Cause like life is too short to like, listen to a podcast you don't enjoy. Uh, so there are plenty of other ones. And, and to be honest, you can't listen to them all. I don't think I've tried. Uh, there are just too many now, but um, mm-hmm. a lot of them are good. So just, just pick the one you like and or the ones you like and, and enjoy them and support them. That's really what this is all about. So uh, yeah. So I just, you guys are doing a great job. Uh, it's nice to know that uh, you're you are know, enjoying the show. It's nice to know there's somebody behind the scenes doing a lot of the legwork so you can you and you and Kenzie can sit and, and you know. I, I think that's the hardest part still. I was gonna say sit and look pretty, but I don't want that to come off the wrong way. So like um you know I think It's, it's just very
1: different though, Matt. Like the yeah. thing is like before you, you, you kinda of have you, I think you asked me in, in when I first came on was the, the about the pressure. Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with, with, with yeah. the pressure of kind of having thirty thousand people looking at you uh, and trying not to mess up? And I think I said at the time is that's not pressure in relation to other jobs. And um, it's still kind of the same. It's, it's much more relaxed because you don't have a crowd to potentially embarrass yourself in front of. But you do have however many tens or hundreds of thousands of people watching from around the globe mm-hmm. that you could also embarrass yourself right. in front of. Um, and it is live. So it's a very different kind of pressure, I would say um they they're both equally enjoyable um but i I have to say i'm I'm loving doing the saints live stuff it's it's a really good um it's a really good good show to be involved with good good well
0: uh I'm, i'm glad to hear that and and obviously today we had we had a victory and you were at staplewood because you couldn't be at uh at saint mary's um but uh i want to jump quickly ahead before we talk about the match and before we go kind of through what you saw today um you were doing the final whistle stuff um and then Jules Breach got Ralph. She asked Ralph about the new signing, and Ralph confirmed the new signing live in his post-match press conference. Did and I was hoping that. that you were going to be surrounded by media people who just would have been going throwing laptops and you know chucking stuff around because they were working on the announcement. But uh, did you did you hear that come through from him? On-
1: oh, no, I've not. I've not checked my phone. I've not. I've not had a look at any of the kind of uh, sports media outlets yet to kind of see that. Um, if he says it then I presume that that's what's happened. Um, Ibrahima Diallo yeah. um, from Brest, um, Monaco youth prospect or not youth prospect, Monaco youth player, um, France under 21 internet uh, under 20 or under 21 international. So, you know, the lad's got credentials. I've got to admit, I have not seen him play. Like, I would, I would think next two of us What's what a breast in, in league, I presume, I think they're in the second tier of French football um i'm not an avid league de viewer um so i think that based on where he's been the fact that a fee as well of of around 12 million is what i heard as well that's not kind of small sums either um for a 21 year old so you never know he could be he could be the next big thing we have just got to wait and see and just give him time to adjust uh, to the league and see how many kind of minutes he gets unfortunately for him I think at the moment that Oriel Romeu and James Will Prowse are doing a great job um, in the middle of the park so um, it could be a bit like uh, Salisu and he just has to bide his time to get an appearance and um, unfortunately yeah. it won't be in the league cup now this season <laughs> but maybe come January when the FA Cup rolls around and, and they can get a few appearances but we'll just wait and see I think it, the Singare deal um, where he ended up going to PSV, who knows how much was in that as well. But you know they've been after a, a, a strong central midfielder, CDM kind of type, mm-hmm. replace Hoybier. and um, and let's give the lad time. Let's see what happens with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Brest are in the first division in France, but I only knew that because I googled it while you were talking. Um, Fair enough. I like somebody asked me on Twitter, you know, is he any good? And it's like I literally have no idea. I've never seen him play. Uh, if you Google him. At least for me, it came up that Arsenal was scouting were scouting him at some point, so you know it's nice to see that he's been linked with other places before. It's not just you know we'll just pick this guy out of complete obscurity um but it you know it sounds like it's 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 a young player, he has potential to develop he has some pedigree behind him um so I think it kind of fits all of the it ticks all the boxes and it and it's a position yeah. we need, so we'll see uh I think he's straight back off to go play uh under 21 football for France. So we won't even, he won't even be, be around to work uh, with Ralph over the break. So uh, like you said, it's probably going to be a while before we see him, um, you know, get a start or whatever. And, and Remy of course came up with a goal for the first time, I think in 50 matches. So, um, you know, yeah, it's tough, it's, it's tough, tough to tough, sit him down. Tough after competition. That. Exactly.
1: But I'd, I'd, let's not kid ourselves. When, when a club spends multiple millions of pounds on a player, mm-hmm. they've not just gone out and watched one game and gone. Yeah, he'll do. Of course, there has been extensive scouting. Ralph would have had a list of players he want to bring in. Whether he was top of that list, I don't know. Whether he was second or third choice, because I know there was from um, comments before some of the deals they were working on didn't come through. Or um, I think I think I heard one of Ralph's comments a few weeks back or a week or two ago was um, that their kind of top target was proving difficult. Mm-hmm. Don't know who that was, <laughs> but um, but yeah, let's let's see what the guy can do. Fingers crossed he's the next, you know, Morgan Schneidlin or someone like that and see what well, see if it see if he can be a kind of, of that caliber or yeah. one yama. because uh, they were obviously huge for Saints when they were wearing the, the red and white stripes. Absolutely. Uh
0: we won't mention what happened to those guys when they went elsewhere. Um it's not exactly impressive. It doesn't matter what happened when they went <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> well, they were Saints. It's fantastic. Um yeah, so I I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I normally don't don't put things out until it's on the club website, but um it was confirmed by a couple of journalists beforehand that uh, I think are, are reliable. I, I don't know. I mean, Twitter's a, Twitter's a weird place at this point, so I won't say I won't say super reliable. But but anyway, um, I, I was hoping I was like I said I was hoping that you would have been around the media guys who just been like you know the videos the video was almost done or whatever. But uh, now I'm sure that Ralph uh, giving it away beforehand will uh, will be in the in the actual video. I'm sure um, because the media guys are pretty good about that stuff. So. Um, Uh, so I I guess with with everything that's going on with with you and around the club and things like that like is the mood still there is it there's still excitement on mass day or is it kind of I mean today it's cold and rainy and you're you're separated you're not there there's no crowd noise there's not even the team there to for you to to watch them and see them in the tunnel um is it still is it difficult I guess to to get amped up for for the performance uh and I'll call it a performance from from you guys uh or the production or is it uh you are still excited to do it because just like you said, you're still going live in front of, you know, tens of thousands of people.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just different, isn't <laughs> it? Like it's there's no real way to, to kind of get about it. It's not the same. You don't have that energy that you get from all the people in the stadium. Um it's a a Premier League match is a big production still. The amount of man hours and effort that go into that, um, from various different teams to put it on. Um, is extensive and um, you don't obviously get to kind of be in the tunnel or around the players and kind of see them come out and um, or even like warm up on the pitch and and you're not watching the football live either you're not I'm not there where I normally would be either just kind of behind the bench or in the tunnel watching the game so everything's just like watching it on on telly so it is just very very different um, it, you, you gear yourself up in a different way I think that from the four games we've done this season and, and the nine that we did for the restart, it's more, I would say, of a professional output. It's, it's, it's definitely trying to be its own thing. It's, it's not trying to replicate what we did before. We haven't got the giveaways and the games and, um, and a comedian alongside to kind of put little puns and stuff it. We, we don't have that. I mean and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing um it's just a different thing entirely um and and I think that that Kenzie has been really fantastic to work alongside super experienced sort of has has tv credentials behind her as well so I've been I've been learning a lot I would have to say that I didn't walk into that when when I spoke to Tom and they wanted me to still be a part of it this season I didn't walk into that going yeah I know exactly what I'm doing I'm super sure of myself I mean it's, it's still been a real learning curve for me as well um, because it's not just kind of looking at a camera, but also you can, your eyes can kind of drift elsewhere to the crowd or just look at the crowd in general. And you, the way you speak and uh, project your voice is very different because it doesn't have to go out around a PA system. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a different craft in a way. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's still learning on the job. I'm only, what's that, 13 games into, into doing this show um but yeah all in all it's been it's been really good well, good
0: good 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 um so let's talk about today a little bit uh you mm-hmm. would have been uh somewhere around 3 a.m my time uh revealing the team sheet uh going through the 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 people who are who are who are starting in, and it's not real uh, i don't think any any real surprise who made the team this week um mccarthy walker peters vestigard bednarak bertrand remay ward prouse armstrong Janapo, ings adams all get the start believe that's unchanged from the previous match. Um, tough to, you know, change the team much when you managed to clean sheet and got the win. Uh, I think all of those things are, are great. Uh, there were a couple of additions on the bench. Uh, Redmond comes back. Um, and I actually recognize all the names. I didn't I don't see very many, uh, young kids on the, on the bench. So, um, Redmond back from injury. So that's, that's great. But, um, you know, any real surprise? I mean, ninety-one percent of the Saints fans were happy with it online, according to the Instagram poll. Uh, you're okay with it, I, I guess, as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, I thought it was it was probably the right decision after the one 0 win against Burnley. Um, I don't know who you could who you could have brought in to, to really make it make a, a bigger difference in the players that were on the pitch anyway. Gennaro has had had a good game. Obviously, he scored today. Lovely little Cruyff turn. Um, and a great finish um, I thought he was influential um, Adams we talked about it before the game that if he was gonna be, if it was a surprise to be started considering that he hasn't scored this season however what an impact he has just on the players around him he, he's a such a strong physical presence up top he holds the ball up well um, his goal uh, for, that he set up the Ings against Burnley um, just proves what he offers to the team rather than just being a goalscorer. And my God, he must be the unluckiest striker in the Premier League because how many times does a keeper pull off a worldie of a save or he hits the post or um, or it's blocked on the line? So he's doing everything right um, except the ball going in the back of the net. But yeah, there's players that come back in. Vestergaard came back into the side last time out, had a great game. Uh, he had another solid performance today. So... I don't, I don't envy Ralph in, in 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 his decision to kind of leave players out that have been a mainstay for so long. Jack Stevens, Nathan Redmond was obviously injured, but based on the performances of Vestergaard and Gineppo looking at those two positions, it's 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 tough for Stevens to just walk straight back into the team, or, or Redmond to walk straight back into the team. So um, I I personally think the last couple of games have been a much much more improved performance from the first two that we saw at the start of the league um and and yeah i hope that continues um even after obviously the international break let's let's hope the momentum still still keeps going
0: yeah absolutely absolutely um i would say the Vestigard coming in for stevens kind of halfway through uh i think the first match of the season uh maybe the second match of the season um he's he's been great since he came back in and i know a lot of us kind of doubted uh we worry about the pace and we saw the high line and then we wondered can he do it obviously that's not his game but um he's been dominant in the air he's been um, I think commanding on the ground as well. And some of his passing has been, been outstanding. Uh, and I just went through the last five games that he started. Uh, we've taken 13 points from 15 um, only allowed um, two goals in the, in that time. And I mean, it's not all down to him. Of course, you look at some of the teams we were playing during that time, but um, he has definitely changed his game. Cause I think a lot of us would have been happy to see him move on this summer or, or before just uh, because he didn't seem to fit kind of what we were doing. But, um, I think his passing has been great. Uh, he's, he's, he's also been willing to dribble the ball, bring the ball forward, much like Jack Stevens was doing. And I think maybe one of the biggest things is that it allows Benrak to play on his preferred side, which is the right side, versus when Stevens is in the team, uh, generally Benrak plays on the left. But I don't know. I, I, I've been happy with with the team so far. Um, I, I do worry about Geneva. he cut his hair, isn't it? What's that? Since he cut his hair. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, it's changed his game completely well imagine when he goes if he just goes Remeyu, like how, how good he will be um because that's that's where i'm at <laughs> um, i i can go uh what my my uncle told me from a very young age called the reverse mohawk it's just a big bowl in the middle of your head um which is not 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 a good look um anyway uh I guess when you when you when you were watching the game today, and because you you don't do anything live during the game, you're just watching and kind of probably taking notes and prepping for the post game show, uh, much probably like what I was doing during the game. Uh, what was your uh, what were your thoughts early early on? Did you feel like we were playing okay? Did you did you worry about my my biggest uh, thing that I have written down here is we're gonna have to break West Brom down, and can't that'll be the real test for us today? Is is can we do that and and avoid getting hit on the break? Um, like we've seen us uh, be susceptible to in the past.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really impressive, um, a really impressive start to the game. Uh, the, a lot of chances were created early on. Um, I felt that Bertrand, I think, was through on goal quite quite soon into the game. Um was a really nice pass, I believe, from Stuart Armstrong um, and, uh, and Bertrand didn't quite, I think, I, I personally don't think he hit it early enough. Um, he kind of took his time a little bit and I think it went straight to the keeper but mm-hmm. You saw chances being carved out fairly frequently, but to no avail until, obviously, Gineppo got, got, the, got the first goal on about, I think, 42 minutes or something like that, which definitely took a bit of the pressure off going into half time. But second half, West Brom changed. West Brom, I thought, were very much more in the game. Um, I felt it looked quite nervy for a little period of time until until the second goal went in, I, I do feel that it was almost like they were knocking on the door and there was a couple of chances. Pereira played a really nice ball in from a set piece mm-hmm. uh, um, and I can't remember the name of the, the West Brom player. It, the, the, it took a, a bit of an awkward bounce. He couldn't quite get his foot on it but if he'd made connection, I would have said that would have been 1-1. So they were, right. they were really knocking on the door um, but, you know, when they grabbed that second goal, shored things up um, and I thought, I thought the win was deserved. It didn't, it didn't look like a snatch and grab of two goals. I felt like you, from from the whole game, Southampton controlled large parts of it, um, played some really nice football, really nice um, kind of one-twos in and around kind of the area. Um, I think Armstrong's still having a really positive impact on that team. I think he's really creative and he's given a lot to the squad. Um, Gineppo... I feel like the more games that he plays consistently, the more we see of his true self. Sometimes when he comes in and out of the squad, he's really great for 20 minutes and then you don't see him for the rest of the game or you don't see him at all or he has one good game and then he's out for two. And with consistency, I feel that you're seeing a truer version of, of his potential and what he can offer. Um, and I, it's good, good that Ralph's, Ralph's sticking with that, with that lineup. Um, we'll see what happens during the international break. Um, fingers crossed, Danny or James don't get injured away with England and they can come back. Um, but I think as soon as as soon as Shea starts getting the ball in the back of the net, I, one thing we talked about today was that a lot of reliance on the goals is from Ings. Mm-hmm. I think the last nine goals that Southampton scored involved uh, Danny or Shea. They were the only two people that scored. We were worried that where are the goals going to come from elsewhere in the park and today you kind of saw that with Oriel with that karate kick into karate kick volley. And then obviously Gianepo. Um I think that'll breed a bit of confidence in knowing that they're not just relying on, on the number nine to stick it in the back of the net. Other players can do it too. So fingers crossed that that keeps going after the international break.
0: Yeah. yeah. You just hope you, like you said, you hope that it does. And uh, the team started, I, I thought very strongly. I think the first 15 minutes, something it's basically 75, 25 uh, in terms of possession, and, you know, we did have that chance with, uh, with Bertrand coming through, I think his touch took him a little bit wider than he, than it needed to be. I think it should have just been, like you said, a little, taking a little bit sooner and just don't hit the goalkeeper. You know, I yeah, guess you make just him
1: more. Take that, that one, that one touch of his left, mm-hmm. take it away from the defender and just absolutely rifle it. But yeah. it just, it was like, shoot, shoot, shoot. Oh, now he's gone for it and it just right. It didn't obviously come off, but you know, like. That's football, isn't it? These things happen. You're not going to score every opportunity you get, but what's nice to see is that the chances are being created. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That's that's a bit, Rather than loads and loads of goals going in, it's it's good to see opportunities made, because that's when I think you have to start worrying. Dean Hammond made, made a really good point on that on the show, is that when you start to see the chances dry up, and there may, may only be one or two per game, that's when there's a little bit of... Of worry, but when you're creating five, six, seven chances to score during a game and putting two of them away, then people are going to be happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, did did Dean
0: <laughs> point out the fact that it seemed like, especially early on, uh, you know, in, in, inside the first 30 minutes, anytime we lost the ball, we were almost 100% playing in their half of the field unless we chose to pass it back to the keeper. Um, but whenever we lost the ball, just if there wasn't enough movement or we just got it kind of played it in too tight. Fouled the first man. No, they didn't even get a chance to break to hit us on the break because we were just committing those kind of and and, and going for the ball, but but definitely, I think having an idea of what we were doing. Um, I I, I guess at this point, maybe it's 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 Karl Anka's influence, but I look for that stuff and uh, you try to, to watch the team do that. Um, I, I guess is that is that fine? Is that is that uh, do you not like seeing that, or does that does that bother anybody uh, from where you sit? and You have to name names if you don't want.
1: No, I mean. I think that if you're going to play that kind of, that style with, with, a with a higher line, admittedly, it didn't, we, we all know what happened with, with spurs and mm-hmm. it didn't, it didn't obviously work, but it's something that Ralph obviously wants to play, he wants to play higher up the park. He wants to have it being played out from the back a lot. Um, and you have to close down. Because if You don't close down and you, and there's there's space for creative players from the opposition to then start pinging balls over the top for quick runners or wingers or, or forwards. Then, um, then you, you're only exposing yourself. So um, I, I rate the high press and, and, and closing down in numbers. I think it's great. I think Southampton are almost that's their style now. Mm-hmm. I think they've created an identity. What what Rouse brought in is is a clear image of, of how the team plays, and it's not changing week to week. And you're not getting one performance where they're they're not they're not pressing. There's not high energy. Um, they're kind of passing it around a lot. You, what you're seeing is constant pressure high pressure up the park, winning the ball in dangerous areas and then feeding it through for quick attacks, And then, uh, and then fingers crossed kind of a pass across goal and then in. Um, so it, I personally feel that watching, watching them over the last few months, it's finally starting to click of, of the, of the real identity and style that, that, that is being embedded in this Saints team.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say I don't mind it. I know it, it rubs some people the wrong way. It just seems like it because it breaks up the flow of the game. But I didn't really think about that. I just saw, you know, you have Rameu and, and Warprouse in there, and they're just, just you know, you just leave it, pull the shirt a little bit, reach for the ball, trip them up, and and then it gives us a chance to set up. And uh, it didn't prevent us from looking vulnerable on set pieces. I think you, you alluded to that earlier there. There was a chance, I believe it was one of their defenders, had two chances, I think, to just get a touch on the ball. But um, that's going to be something we still have to, to, to worry about. Um, and I, and I don't, I don't know exactly how to, how to fix that, whether we're just trying to hold that line and force them to be offside. So I think that's, that's dangerous. I'd rather just, you got Vestigard and Bednarak out there, just go, you know, throw your body at it and, and, and get it away. But um, anyway, uh, I guess other players who looked, you know, good today, you mentioned the, uh, we should talk about the goal from, from Geneva a little bit. Um, you know, we we win the ball back in midfield and there's all of a sudden this kind of burst forward where Ings, Adams, and Janapo are all kind of running at it. Um, the ball comes to Janapo and you you talked about the the turn. I thought he was going to hit it with his right foot um, before he did the turn. So I was going, I was gone too. Like there's no way I'm, I'm staying with him there. Uh, or maybe it was his left foot, I don't know. But he he makes that turn and just coolly kind of puts it into the, into the corner and I just like that is something that he can do um, in terms of the, the elusiveness. Like I don't see Redmond scoring that goal because it's, they're not, they're not the same player, you know? Um, So I was really kind of impressed with the goal. um, But I don't know if I've left you anything to talk about, about it or, or if, you know, I'm, this is, this is uh, depending on, on what, what my test comes back. I was going to tell people, you know, I I may have the coronavirus at this moment. I'm just going to blame it on that. Um, but I've kind of (laughs) lost my train of thought here. Uh, It's a bit of a mess. I
1: think you summed it up really well. Um, He is, he he provides something different to Redmond. Redmond's, uh, I'd say they're both very tricky, but what Redmond kind of will cut in and, and kind of look for that shot on his right foot. Whereas Gianneco, you'll see him take it a lot to the line and then try and dribble it around or, and, and he's great. He's got lightning feet. And we saw it a couple of times in games earlier this season where he'll take on that that last defender at the byline, and then and then try and take it around them inside the box, and then tap it across for for a finish. And um, I love that. I think that's great. I think it's it's nice to see a player with that trickery and skill at Southampton that can that can produce those moments. And today, yeah, he he, he sat the West Brom defender down. It was great. You, you I was I was hoping it would drop to Ings in the box. I mean, it didn't. And then it bounced to Giniel. I was like, oh, what's he gonna do? And then a little Cruyff turn onto his left, fired it back. Um, past the keeper, it, it was a great finish. It was a good goal, um, and and he does offer you something that is unpredictable. You don't always know. I do feel sometimes with Redmond that you know what's happening. You know yeah. he's gonna, you know he's gonna cut inside onto that right and try and either play a pass or shoot. I was a bit disappointed when he when he got through one on one, there was a bit of a sigh in, in the room when we were watching when he he tried to cut it back for um, was it Armstrong to who was it? there? Is it that was it? Yeah, Armstrong, exactly. Yeah, so. He kind of was one-on-one. Was on one. I know it was a tight angle, but you'd expect him to try and slide it in with his right past the keeper, but he cut it back and it was it was a quite a hard pass yeah. and it just bounced off of Armstrong. He wasn't really ready for it. And I don't know whether that's a little bit of confidence. He hasn't scored in a while. Um, just coming back from injury, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to give the guy a hard time, but I feel like what you get from Gineppo is maybe not the same consistency with Redmond you get unpredictability which terrifies defenders uh-huh. and I think offers you just something that little bit more.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought you, that run was, I was happy that, that Redmond made that run initially because you could see the, the, just the the burst of, of, of speed, the little bit of pace that's there. And just to kind of all of a sudden turn it up and, and run by those defenders. And then it's just that final decision. And I think that's something that both janebo and Redmond struggle with a little bit is when to play that final pass? When to put the ball in the box? They they both need to improve that just last bit of decision making, and and because with with Redmond I think he he can take play they can both take players on one on one that they do it slightly differently. Janepo's going to try to out dribble you and sit you down and do a bunch of step overs, and Redmond's going to you know maybe make a move and then run by you. And so at different points in the game, I think both of them can have an impact. I think my preference is still Redmond's start and Janapo come on. But I think that's just because I like consistency and I really happen to like Nathan Redman. Um, and I worry about, uh, you know, there were a couple of times today that Janapo wound up on the opposite side and tucking in super far or super far in. Uh, and so we didn't really have a lot of width a couple of times. I thought um, that, that Armstrong did it as well that where we had chances to just play the ball out wide when everybody was kind of sucked over to one side of the field uh, but there was no width on the other side. Even the fullback wasn't wide enough, and it, that that frustrated me a little bit. But it's also part of part of the game is is to to get the defense to commit to one way, and then you can you can kind of switch play. And I'm not a master tactician. Um, <laughs> I've only read, you know, less than half of the mixer, and none of inverting the pyramid. So uh, at some point, I will, I will get to. <laughs> yeah, there's to, a
1: reason we're not paid to make these decisions. Absolutely, you know what I mean, is we're not involved in Premier League coaching. That's.
0: Yeah. And so I, I wonder kind of what it's like to sit with, uh, with Dean or even Adam, who's just covered it for so long to be able to, when they, when they say things, cause I know, you know, sitting around talking, watching baseball with my you know, college baseball coach, sometimes it's like, he says things and you're like, I should probably know that, but no idea, you know, no, no yeah. chance to, to do that. So it, it, it is just one of those things. But um, anyway, um, I have written down here that our set piece defending is league one quality um and the, which i realize I was being slightly harsh but um i i do want to talk a little bit. bit the that first 15 minutes that uh, uh of the second half obviously West Brom uh, had a little bit more in ralph went early to Redmond um it, for Janapo. and i thought maybe because that just it just shores up the team's shape a little bit because it takes away we we want, at that point we were 1-0 up we wanted some predictability i think in how we were going to to behave defensively and what the mm. shape was like uh, but i could be completely wrong about that Um, and then I, let's be honest, I don't think any of us had Rameu to score. Um, any, any, anybody who has Oreo Romayu in their fantasy team, it's because he's cheap. It's not because you want him (laughs) to, to, to get points, but, but I think his, his, his his play has been great. He's just not the kind of midfielder you want, uh, in, in your fantasy team. But he, of course he got the goal and I don't know where he came from. He came from so far off screen, um, to get there and you could just watch everybody kind of like all of a sudden stand off and here he comes with his foot and then the ball's in the back of the net. I, didn't even, I wasn't even sure how it happened, to be honest, until about oh, four or five replays yeah, later. The
1: reaction in, in the room was, was crazy. There was only four of us in there, but we all <laughs> kind of were like, oh my God, like, can you believe what he's just done? Um, great finish to, to just kind of react to that because it wasn't in an, uh, any way an easy opportunity and it was a quick ball in. So to just know to run onto it and get your leg that high and latch onto it in, in the way he did and make the connection with that much power. It was in the back of the net before I really knew. And I was like, who did that come from? Oriol. Yeah. You're having a laugh. No way come off my mate. And then obviously he you replaying it and it was, it was um, a really good move. Um, he was almost like a little bit of a forgotten man, I think for the times last season and the season before. Um, I think Pierre's departure um has, has obviously allowed him back into the fold and he's really grasped the opportunity. I think I'm really impressed with him. I think he's been a, a real standout player. Um, during the restart and and obviously since the start of this this season as well
0: yeah yeah absolutely and and he he was the team's player of the season under Powell and then kind of went missing for several mm. you know uh seasons in between. I think if the team is built to go forward a little bit you can you can have him in the team, you know but if the uh, if the guys going forward aren't scoring goals and they're not creating chances then it 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 feels like having a just a straight up defensive midfielder in there. Uh, isn't quite what the team needs, but I think we also tend to look for people to blame in those situations. We look like, oh, we don't, we're not getting enough creativity out of this position, and I don't necessarily think that's fair. I think that, that the work he does breaking up play when hmm. we push forward and when we're playing such a high line, I think that goes um, under the radar. Uh, Ward Prowse, obviously, uh, there's been plenty of talked about him about how he's kind of developed that side of his game to to know when to put the, the the fouls in, to break up play and things like that. So I think they're doing a very good job, and like we said, um Diallo will if he comes in um into the team soon or not, we'll we'll find out and we'll see soon. So uh, I think I think Romeo's done well and uh, I think the, the karate kick goal was fantastic. And yeah. I bet you Maya Ishida will say something on on Instagram about it because they are good friends and I'm sure he's gonna pay some some homage to that. Um and I also like to say it's the first time or has hit anything with less than two feet in, in a while. So <laughs> uh, so there we go. Um, we have a couple of questions. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, 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 we'll get to them and, and patrons have priority for having their questions answered on the show. Uh, but anybody can send their questions in, uh, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, or through the website at southamptondelivery.com. So a uh, couple of questions here from Al Capone. Um, yep. I don't know where this comes from other than the fact that you and I both have beards. That's what I'm going to say is there <laughs> should Danny Ings grow a beard? Does Danny Ings have a beard? He doesn't have a beard.
1: Got a bit of gruff, Danny. It's not. It's not a full beard. He's just got a bit of um, extra long stubble. I think. I think that's. I think that's a good look, though. Yeah. And I'm not saying. Yeah, you know, I mean, There's two guys. Who have I, short can't, I can't. I um, can't. Like shave like fully because it's just too much like upkeep. Yeah. I, if I have a clean shave by three o'clock that afternoon, it's already kind of grey and rough mm-hmm. around my face, and so the only way that I can kind of look half decent and not like a a slightly advanced. Uh, 12 year old. Yeah. Um, then I've got to have a, I've got to have a bit
0: of the beard. I have, a uh, I have a lot of gray in my beard and at 35, it's a weird, it's a weird
1: thing to think about. But... Dude, I'm, I'm getting it to, I'm 31 and I started having gray hair on my head at 19 yeah. and that's very much flourishing now. And yes, I've the, the, the grayness around the chin area is definitely starting to protrude. See, I don't get, uh, the ads and stuff I see. I never, I never get
0: Color your hair because that doesn't happen. But uh, I get a lot of razors. A lot of people want me to
1: buy their razors. Obviously, they know I, I use them a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> I, did, I did just for men for a little bit. To be fair, in my younger years, I didn't like the fact that I had gray in there. So I did dye it. Um, and it's, again, I just was like, oh, I can't be bothered to do this Talk anymore. Just okay. with, yeah. Well, that's the thing. is like you don't want to be in your 20s and having gray hair. But as you get to, you know, it's, you know I, think, I think 29, 30 and you're like, oh, whatever. It's actually acceptable now. Yeah. So, um yeah I'm I'm just I'm just rolling with it now.
0: Yeah, no, I started shaving my head at uh 16, 17. 17 I started to really fall out, so I just kind of said, "Here we go." Um anyway, nobody cares about this. Um although we did get a question <laughs> last week about uh about Stuart Armstrong's uh shampoo. And then I I did see that an actual journalist asked uh I think it was Mason Mount which I don't, who I don't like, about his um or somebody. It was somebody about their um their hairspray that they use and and that was a, so apparently it's a thing right now. I don't know. Uh But, you yeah, know, anyway, Armstrong has lovely hair though. Too he fair. does. He does. We, we, I don't know what we decided. Cause I, it's shampoo. I don't pay attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al Capone 156 also says, uh, we've seen Che come close uh, almost every, every match this season. Um, what's, what's the proper approach. Do you think, do you think you keep putting him in there? Do you think you give him a break? Does long come in and start or, is the international break maybe enough time for Che to, to just go out to Staplewood and just
1: finish a bunch of chances in, in training? I did ask this actually, like kind of off camera um, to my colleagues, was that I wonder what he's like in, in training. Does he absolutely lash in hundred goals in training, and then it gets to a match day in the Premier League and it just doesn't go quite right for him? Um, if Ralph is sticking to this four four two or four two 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 that he kind of likes to play. There's no no better option, I think. I think that um, Long is a great player. He provides you something different. He'll get in behind. He'll bully the the defenders. He he gives you a a, a quick runner um, to, to draw play away. But he's sticking with Shea. And I think that Ralph didn't buy him for no reason. The guy scored 22 goals in the championship before he came to Saints. And I do believe that he will come good. I think what is also being noticed quite heavily is, as I mentioned earlier, the impact on the side. He might not be putting the ball in the net every game, but he's almost having a hand in every single goal. Nearly. Um, he's either drawing defenders away, he's holding them off, he's taking the ball to feet and then passing it across. Like he's he's doing a lot, a lot of the the horsework for um, yeah. then your other players to kind of finish it, namely Danny Ings and. Um, and kind of reap the glory. Not that that's, that's necessarily um, what shouldn't happen. Cause Ings has been the standout player for, for quite some time, but maybe because he's a striker and he's not got the goals record that people believe he should have is why he gets stick, but it shouldn't be disregarded for his all round effort and play during the game.
0: Yeah. And you know, I'm not sure that bringing long into the team does anything, but maybe give Che a chance to just relax, you know, because kind of you get the same type of work from from mm. long and, and that's been the, the criticism of long for uh, by a number of fans for a long time and it's totally fair because you want your strikers to score goals but there is there are things that you have to do in, in addition to scoring uh in our system and I think uh, honestly I think part of the, the problem is that everybody has to to look at at Danny Ings and Danny Ings does it all and mm. we've all had friends or cousins or siblings who can't seem to do like they do everything and it's so much better than everybody else and at some point you just want to punch them because you can't win um but you know it, that's maybe it's just more more uh it, it's just some some uh i don't know some encouragement to, to strive to be like danny because danny is, yeah. is is doing it but i guess you know that that's that that's what it is and that's why he's getting called up to england and and ward prowess as well and you know i i think I could speak for most saints fans. We say, just come back healthy. Um, go have your fun. Um, don't bring any women back to the hotel that are outside the bubble and like, we'll be okay. Um, <laughs> you know, not that they would do that. Uh, cause I think Ward Prowse is, is, has a child and a, and a partner. And I don't know about Danny. Um, but you know, that's not, not really known no in business. I, I know he has two dogs. Um,
1: I <laughs> so. actually saw, saw Danny once. Uh, I, I didn't have the bottle to say hello. Uh, cause I've never, I've never kind of met the guy other than kind of seeing in the tunnel and stuff. But I was, I live near, uh, near a place called Winchester and I uh, was in, I was in town a couple of weeks back sitting outside, uh, some tables and chairs, having a drink and some pizza. And then, yeah, just walking down the street on his phone. Obviously he was out for, on a Saturday afternoon shopping, just Danny Ings. And I was, I was going to go, right Danny? And then just realized that he would have no idea who I was. So he just looked at me like blankly. So I just bottled it and just was like,
0: oh, there's, there's Danny Ings there.
1: Yeah. In the tell everybody around you like, like like they don't already know yeah
0: <laughs> like i work i work i work with danny like yeah
1: <laughs> indirectly yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah he does he doesn't know it but i, I totally work with him um but yeah but I, steve i just want to say thanks man like this is it one it's fun just to to chat with you and and, and do this and i appreciate you giving up your time as you have to get up uh, early for work in the morning you know exactly what i, what I went through this morning in terms of getting up yeah. for the 4 a.m kickoff because that's your your everyday wake-up call but um Thanks for doing this. Uh, you also have a, a dog to go play with. Um, I will just say, we won't talk about it on air, but if you could give me your, your list of rejected names. My daughter's got yeah, a dog coming. We need, Of course, she wants to it go. It took
1: with. a long time for us to, to whittle it down because my partner and I, uh, she wanted a particular name that I hated and I wanted a particular name that she hated. Um, and we, we settled on, on Mabel because my auntie actually texted me and said, oh, she's black and white. What about Marble? And I was like, don't like Marvel. That's horrible. And then just went, oh, but Mabel's quite a good name. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's that's my little dog. She's a little Frenchy uh, cross staffy, little French bulldog cross staffy Bull terrier terrier. Um, she's amazing when she's sleeping and not annoying me. And the rest of the time, uh, we have, yeah, not the best of relationships. But other than that, she's great.
0: We have a Yorkie coming home soon. Right. And we have another dog who's a, a poodle mix and his name is Finnegan and my family for some reason wants to call this one Nessie. And I'm like, what are you doing? First of <laughs> all, she's not Scottish. You know, the Yorkie is not from Scotland. I'm pretty sure I looked it up. Um, so, so no. And, but I don't, the problem is I don't have I don't, I don't have another suggestion.
1: So, um yeah we can we can chat about that later i'll send you yeah. through the list of all the ones we didn't use all right man sounds good uh we'll talk to you soon
0: and uh <laughs> links to follow you on social media and stuff are in the show notes as well as links to the final whistle podcast um so thanks keep doing the, the great job uh, for saints and uh you know be on thank the lookout for sammy i'm sure he'll be around at some point point.
1: and uh, <laughs> let's
0: hope not <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> thank you man And that does it for this week's episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Steve Forbes. Thank you for rushing home from the final whistle, for dodging Sammy, leaving Kenzie, uh, hanging up with Joe Pints, right, and uh, Dean Hammond to talk to me. I do appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad we got to talk about a win. Sorry, your team didn't win. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, uh, you grew up. Manchester United supporter and I deprived you of the I think two minutes that you were ahead in that game before Spurs uh, did to you what they also did to Saints which we don't talk about anymore because in the past and of course the commentators will never ever bring it up again The show is made possible by the patrons of the show. So thank you to everybody who has joined the community at patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. Uh, you will have some extra stuff coming, of course, this month, all the $5 month patrons get uh, extra episodes of the show. In addition, they get priority for having their questions answered each week. And uh, really, I just enjoy chatting with you. So thanks partners of the show are just as important they help make sure the show reaches uh, a lot of you so thank you to the southampton page uh, who you can follow on twitter at southampton page and on instagram at southampton page one they kept you up to date with everything going on uh, throughout the transfer window including deadline day and beyond Uh, still follow them on match day if you can't watch the game or something like that Uh, they'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on there The Saints Archive has helped me learn so much more about the club's history. We'll be doing something with them next week during the international break. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, And to do that, you can just subscribe right here, wherever you're listening. Uh, Hit the subscribe button and consider leaving a review and letting other people know how much you enjoy the show, um, if if you do. The logo for the show is designed by Matt Mealing of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. For all your matchday edits, polls, competitions, and more, be sure to check out the We Are Southampton page on Instagram all music for the show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org the intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games and the end of the show credits that you're listening to right now it's Aim is True by Pottington Bear uh, that does it for this week we will be back next week as I said earlier um, and until then we're together we march on